What's good with y'all? Listen, this podcast is sponsored by none other than Niche Clothing. Go to nicheclothing.net. That's www.nicheclothing.net, which is spelled N-I-C-H-E, clothing.net. Put in my specific promo code, HHWL2023, and you can get 10% off of crew neck sweaters, sweatsuits, hoodies, t-shirts. We got all of that. We're going to have y'all right for the spring and the summer. That's www.nicheclothing.net. Promo code is HHWL2023. And remember, no niche is too small if it's yours. Cheer, cheer. Shout out to my Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts listeners, and my YouTube viewership. You heard? Yo, yo, what's up with it? You already know what it is. It's your boy, Philly TF, and you're now tuned in to the happy hour with my guy, Lido. Glasses in the air. Toast to a high power. Cause what you tuning in to right now is Lido's happy hour. Lido's happy hour, this is where it's at. Rolling uncut, we giving real facts. Educating, entertaining all the people. And when it comes to podcasts, it ain't none equal. Giving people knowledge, they can put in action. Holloway authentic, we ain't never capping. Exclusive interviews, cause we ain't never lacking. The other state is talking, and we bout the action. Huh. Glasses in the air. Toast to a higher power. This is Lito's happy hour. All right, all right. Welcome to Happy Hour with Lito. I am your host. Um, I have a, a, a really, really special guest today, people. Um, you know, uh, this guy has a has a you know a bunch of accomplishments. <laughs> Too many to name off at once. Um, you know, he's been in, in great movies. Uh, Mr. Kung Lee, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So. You know, let's get let's get started here. First and foremost, um, I'm someone that is an advocate of mental health, um, and you know, um, this COVID nineteen has done a number on on, on a, a lot of us. You know what I mean? So, you know, how have you been able to keep everything together? You know, with this going on. Well, with the lockdown and COVID, and of course the mask, because as as a lot of people. Uh, believing in the mask, but then there's a lot of people that don't, but there's, there's plenty of people who have tested. I've seen one where some guys in the snow and he puts on one mask and you can still see the breath and he puts on two masks. I think he puts on a third mask and and, and nothing. Then one guy does it with the cigarette and all the smoke still comes out. So um, what, what I've been doing is just, I've been staying positive, working out every single day. And, you know, uh, while, during this time actually i kind of like over the years i really never got a chance to 
take a break. I've been always on the go, moving, working, um, you know, training my son and uh, at one point fighting for the UFC, then doing films at the same time. So actually during this, this last year, I got a chance to relax a little bit, spend time with the family, really work on my son and uh, my, my, um, you know, my relationship with, uh, uh, you know, my, my, my wife now. So it's, uh, uh, it's been, a, it's to, to me, it's been a, a time needed off, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I had to keep my son focused for school. Um, I just had to keep everyone focused because, you know, being, you know, locked down and kind of, you know, it sucks. So, you know, you just got to figure out what you can do and what you can maneuver around with all the legal BS going on with the COVID and, you know, now the vaccines and stuff like that. Just, uh, you know, all you got to say is people wake up. Time to wake up, everyone. Yeah, for sure. I don't know about those vaccines, though, bro. I, You know, I'm kind of, I mean, I don't know. You know, it's just, I feel like they produced it too fast. You just never know. I mean, it's a risk either way. Here's the thing. People are going to always have something to say because they believe in and the vaccine will help. But man, all you, have, all you have to do is go do your research, see what is in the vaccine. Why is there baby embryo or, you know, DNA or an RNA stuff in there? Now, Johnson & Johnson... Uh, came out with the one shot deal, but it has almost all the same ingredients. Mm-hmm. You know, why, why would you put poison in your body? That's just my own belief. And at the same time, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a man of faith. You know, I've been Me too. really hitting the old Testament and it's crazy. And all this has been predicted 2000 years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, not word for word, not right. names, but you know, it, you can figure out the little riddles and you know it, the bible's written in what's that word uh parables mm-hmm. so you can figure out so you know yeah you're right <laughs> my, my, my belief and my faith is not in man yeah me not, too especially not in our you know um someone who's uh you know never who never was a doctor but has all these crazy crazy patents Look up the patents, people. Yeah. Look at the numbers behind the patents. Look at some of the name of the serums. That's just straight demonic. And look at their plan behind the whole thing. I mean, you don't see it. You know, I think uh, when you wake up, hopefully it's not too late. You're right. Yeah, we can go a whole hour talking about that. <laughs> um, talking about man and faith. But, you I'm know, not- um, I, I'm glad you you're doing this and you're asking the questions because the, the fearless reporters and, and the fearless um, journalists that at one point they're fearless because they, they will go and do a story about, you know, climbing the, 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 the tallest mountains and all the risk to it. But right. look at when, when it comes to people saying, Oh, it's a conspiracy theory. Well, how come there's all this data? How come all the, there's these facts, but they don't they can't report on it? You're you're the one who asked the question. How many, you know, news anchors or or you know media would even risk or even mention? Right. Would you? I wouldn't trust the vaccine. You know, they're all they all apply already took it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> 
so like I said before, you have many, many different accomplishments. Um, you know, but MMA is is one of them, of course. Um, so what got you into the sport of mixed martial arts and also uh, what disciplines uh, prepared you for MMA? Uh, I mean, trying to condense the story. Mm -hmm. uh, I came over here as the refugee was before I even got to America. I was in two refugee camps. When I came to America, I was in another refugee camp. So that makes three. Then then uh, my grandfather was the chief of police in Vietnam uh, for five different cities or a former. So the, the government, you know, uh, said that you, know, you have two hours, one luggage each. You have two hours to get back here or you'll be left. So we all got back. We all left. We all went to the refugee camp and it was on my, my mom's side of the family. And by the time we got here, um, you know, it's, uh, uh, there's a lot of bullying because a lot of the, uh, the, the, the parents, uh, again, not doing their research, not knowing why there was a war in Vietnam and, 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 you know, put blame on a lot of the refugees to be here. And, you know, we, we're, we're lucky to be saved. We're lucky to have a, you know, like a new home and, and, uh, you know, blessed to, you know, be in America. And, um, but there's a lot of people who didn't educate their kids. So they, their kids only hear what, what others are talking about. Oh, you know, my brother died or my dad died or whatever the case is, people died in Vietnam, a lot of GIs, a lot of uh, innocent civilians on both sides. And, you know, um, there's a lot of uh, racism going on. And so I grew up being bullied and my mom got tired of it, put me in Taekwondo when I was 10 years old, but you know, it didn't last long because she was working too many jobs. I never was consistent, uh, you know, in, in the training. So I ended up go getting into wrestling in seventh grade and, you know, um, got back into the martial arts after my second year in, in college, you know, and then the rest is history. And from there, the journey became, you know, became, you know, so there was a big gap in between there. All I did was wrestling and I didn't get a chance to really explore the martial arts where I really wanted to and uh, or, or at the, the level that I wanted to. So now um, I haven't stopped. It's you can never stop learning. You know, right, your, right. your teacup's got to always be half empty. And, uh, you know, like people say, you know, like, of course, the Bruce Lee saying, you know, empty your teacup. Yeah, but I, my teacup has half of the, the knowledge that I, I have picked up. So by combining all the other knowledge in, so that, that's why I say half a teacup, right? Because you also have your own knowledge. You also want to use what's, what will work for you and what might not. You know? Right. Um, and there's some, maybe some really good techniques, but maybe three surgeries in one elbow, I couldn't do a weird, you know, choke because my elbow doesn't lock all the way, you know? So, you know, I just got to make it my own style. So over the years, since 10 years old, going into wrestling, back to martial arts, staying with wrestling, then doing jujitsu and just always having an open mind. I'm, I'm where I'm at today. Okay. That's awesome. So what would you say? What's one of your most memorable fights um, that you can remember today? Uh, I actually have three memorable fights, right? Okay. I, um, the, the biggest uh, fight for me out of all three of them is the Frank Shamrock fight. But the first one, um, was against Arnie Sovadell and Shido Khan. And Shido Khan's like a triathlon and martial arts and Shido Khan, um, 
Arnie Sovedel was like a, a training partner and English teacher to the late Andy Hug from um, Switzerland. He was like one of those karate guys that ended up winning the K1 and then uh, flashy kicks, doing axe kicks. So I grew up, you know, watching Andy Hug, Arnesto Hoos, you know, um, and and uh, I and I would say the 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 last one, but it was representing the United States. It was USA versus China, mm. and I I, I was uh, gonna fight their youngest champion. I was I believe I was twenty seven years old, and then um he was uh he he was nineteen or twenty years old, undefeated for three years beating everyone in China, King of Sanda, and then uh, um, our whole team was losing. We we actually, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but we, we cheated a little bit. So we had <laughs> we had nine nine members, but two of them were U.S. Um, green card holders, but they were not <laughs> citizens yet. They were really close to getting their citizenship, but we, we just needed them anyways. And it was... Um, Bunkerd, Fairtax, and uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, Bunkerd in and Jones, uh, I believe uh, Jones Sanan was uh, uh, part of the uh, like the team too. So literally, they were the only one who won, and 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 myself. But every other U.S. team member uh, fought, and this ha- took place in in um, in uh, Honolulu, Hawaii, and mm-hmm. at the Blaisdell. And then we 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 as a team, we got our tails kicked, but we we won the. Uh, the first early fight fights because of the you know in and bunker were were small and then and then um and then I was the main event so we were, we were pulled the the final win against you know their top guy at the time so that's awesome that's cool yeah. so one of my favorite fights of yours is you versus uh Vandalay. yeah Vandalay yeah Silva that was a I mean you lost but I mean the fight was I mean I was crazy. I mean, is he really, yeah, you know, he really hits, he really hits hard. Like, like they say. Oh yeah. You know, remember he used to hit hard at heavyweights. Yeah. You know? And, and, uh, you know, that, that was just like my first UFC fight. No, no excuses. Um, he beat me. He, he was a better fighter that night, but man, that was a rough training camp for me. You know, I was banged up. Uh, my training partner was just like at the time, like a, a, a peaking King Mo. You know where King Mo was just running through everyone, mm-hmm. and that was just difficult. You know, I was banged up bad for <laughs> for that. You know, I was like, "Hey, Hav, I don't think we should be sparring every day." And and after after kind of like me, like I, I feel like I, I I had a big part of it. Hav started cutting back on the sparring. You know, kept it a little bit more. Hey, let's not try to you know kill each other. You know, so Javier Mendez. Uh, yep, Javier Mendez. Javier really, Mendez. really awesome coach. You know, um, and, and uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, a, a lot of times I just I should listen to him, you know, like uh, my first loss in MMA against Scott Smith. He told me, you're already up. You can run around and literally win, win the fight. You don't need to do anything. But me, I don't know how to run around. I just know how to try to finish guys and, you know, gas or not, because I remember coming back even in the first round. I was like, oh, my arms are burning because I, I have taken a. 18 months layoff he's off you're destroying the guy keep doing what you're doing take your pace down two notches you'll still beat him went out there did the same thing in the second round came back oh man i was so like everything was on fire he's <laughs> okay stick your move Do, don't even engage you you can lose this round 
and 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 win the fight and i'm like hell i don't lose rounds you know i go up there and and then what, what happened i lost right. the round and i lost the fight so um you know same thing in van Lee, you know it's uh it was just a, it was a, a tough training camp. I wish uh, I, I had that match back, but, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I didn't lose to no slouch. You know, Not so. at all. Not at all. Yeah. So who were some so, of your heroes uh, growing up? Uh, you know, um, you know, like I, I wouldn't say they're heroes, but I looked up and I followed like Bruce Lee. And then um, um, for the UFC, you know, of course, you know, like I was surprised. Look at uh hoist gracie small guy beating up all the big guys you know and then then of course then randy couture came and then um um fedor and then you know then i realized there's so many good fighters now you know you just gotta follow and support the one who's you know uh you know who's who who's who has faith in god and 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 who who's good for the sport and um and and you support them you know Cause like a lot of these guys, you know, when, when, when I, just my own, my own, my own opinion, when they start acting up, when they're trying to draw for themselves, I think they forget the fact that there's so many kids watching them. And now these kids are influenced by mm-hmm. the way they carry themselves. And the next thing you know, you have these kids running around trying to, you know, yep, do true. some of the, you know, so, um, uh, I, I noticed that because my son was like, you know, I, I, I start noticing him talking more about, I won't mention any fires, but he's just talking about it and how cool it was. I'm like, man, hey, son, let's, let's have a, let's sit down with me. If you think that's cool, then you're, in a way, you have that bully mindset because that's not really cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, martial artists should be, you know, respectful, have discipline. You know, if the other guy is talking bad about you, you do your talking in, inside the octagon. Sure, you have to sell the fight, but you don't have to sell the fights with your mouth. You sell your you sell the fight with your skills. You sell your your fights with not giving up. And if you're up on points, you're not like just running like yeah. me. <laughs> so <laughs> you go after the kill or you be killed. You right. know? So that's and then so my son took after that, and now he's, you know, um super respectful and uh you know uh, you know of course there you you got to see those little things to in order to teach him and so i make him comfortable so he's open now to talking to me or talking to my wife and and uh you know understanding more about what what life is not all about just you but being part of the society being part of being being the light that you want to see in the world being the change that you want to see in the world, you know? So that's awesome. That's cool. So um, now were you close to like any of your teammates, like DC or. Um... No, um, I, I just used to just come in and train with all the guys. They, they were all really cool with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get a chance to really uh, train much with DC as a training partner, but DC was a wrestling coach by the time I was like towards the end of my career. But I got I got a chance to uh, you know train with uh, Mike Swick, uh, Koscheck, uh, John Fitch, uh, Bobby Southworth, um, Trevor Prangley. He was uh, you know over at AK um, a lot, and you know uh, there's a few other guys. You know, I can't think of their names right now. Um, maybe too many shots to the head, but um, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean you know I came in, I gave them rounds for their fights. And then they gave me rounds for my fights, you know, and we, we all gelled really good together. And, 
you know, um, I, I think the, 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 how tight that team was. I remember when John Fitch was um, telling the UFC to, Hey, I'm not going to give up my likeness for a game. I'm not going to sign this contract. Then of course they turn around and threaten the whole team. And I'm like, thank goodness. I'm not part of this UFC shit, you know, <laughs> you know, trying to kick me out over, you know, someone who, who has a right to say, no, you can't have my likeness. Mm-hmm. That's me. You're making money off of it. If you want my, to use my likeness, pay me. Right. Show me the money. Right. But, you know, UFC, that's why there's a big lawsuit on them. And that's why we got our class certification. And even though it's with John Fitch, Brandon Vera, with Nate, you know, um, Nate the Great. But in the end, it's it, I, I stepped up and then uh, Rob Macy finally um, had enough of the uh, of the names with all the other fighters. And when I stepped on board, and actually, you know, who brought me on was Rampage. Mm. And Rampage said, I'm going to go back fighting, you know. And then he decided to take a step back, but he brought me in. And that was enough to get the, you know, get, get this whole case moving forward. So, mm. you know, um, so we'll see it five years later. We're five in, years later. we're still in the fight. It's the fifth and probably the final round. And um, I think we're going to get the KO because the judge already you know, class certification. And so they want to take it to sudden death over time. So be it. Now they can lose billions. Woo. That's going to hurt. <laughs> That's going to hurt. Um, do you watch, you still watch UFC right now? Yeah. I mean, I still support the fighters, but I, I won't, you know, I, I won't pay for it. You know, I'll just go over someone's house. Who's who, who has it on, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I won't pay for it. I'll, or I just watch highlights, you know, right. You know, there's, you like right now i just i I think all the champions at each weight you know they um Mm. they uh they they definitely they definitely um uh represent martial arts in the best you know the way they could out there and i think the personalities are are good a good different variety of different personalities you know so do you miss competing oh yeah i miss it but you know it's in like I, I I wake up every day. I'm like, competitions against me every day. Only you can defeat yourself. That's right. You know. So. Cool. So you were a coach on Tough China, right? I was not a coach. I was like the Dana White in China. Oh, so I you were the Dana. Also, okay. I was also coaching both teams because they 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 there was a lot of there there wasn't no one really putting it all together. Like each team had a good BJJ coach, each team had a good striking coach, but really no no one was really putting it together. So I brought uh, my my uh, one of my trainers out there, Scott Sheely, and then uh, Javier said he couldn't do it because of course UFC they don't pay much for the position. So I brought Scott out, and we worked with both teams, and I got along with both teams, and you know got close to both teams, and 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 uh you know it's, it really sucks when both you know both guys that you've worked with they're fighting and you can't say anything but you know you know that's that's kind of like you know it is what it is right so i did my job out there and even uh, at one point dan white on either Sherdog or espn he said man if kung wasn't out there the show wouldn't have happened it's true these these asian the asian company uh or the city li long uh they they never filmed a a reality show so several times i picked up the camera i'm all please shoot then 
almost like halfway through it, get the shot, please fucking film. You know, <laughs> so these guys were taking cigarette breaks every 15 minutes. So. <laughs> You've also done some great martial arts movies. Um, you worked with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Bolo Yin, yeah. even David Carradine. Um, you know, talk about the experience of working with actors of that caliber. You know, uh, every every time I walk on set, there's it's it's a different movie, different storyline, and but it all uh, all hones back to because I because I'm a martial artist and I'm a exciting fighter for people to watch. So I became pretty popular, and and uh, they they like the techniques that I do, and I have really good control, and I have a high IQ when it comes to fight, whether it's fighting in the ring or in the octagon or for a movie set and it, I, you know it just clicked well with me and then um i got to a point where uh you know i i uh, enjoyed you know uh doing films and and um and fighting at the same time but then when the the films required longer periods of time for me to be on set it took away from my training then i started noticing you know like my shins were not as like i hit a hard bag and like instead of i don't feel it I'm feeling, dang, that hurt, you know, so, um, you know, um, when you take time off, it, it, it hurts the other area, and mm-hmm. so I, I decided, you know, I can't fight forever, but I can be doing, you know, things that I love, like martial arts, and fight choreograph, and, you know, even, you know, uh, be uh, uh, a character, or even star in some movies, like Dragon Eyes, or, you know, uh, um, A Certain Justice, which, um, um, uh, Lionsgate ended up changing it back to um, puncture wounds and getting a chance to work with like, you know, Russell Crowe and Lucy Liu and Daniel Wu on uh, The Man with the Iron Fist and working with RZA was definitely, uh, was cool, you know, and now focusing on the sun and I feel like, you know, it's, it's a little bit harder to be in Hollywood, you know, as you know, yes, there's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Uh, for me, I just I'll just do my own film, and doesn't have to be a big budget. But if you get a good message and good action and good acting, and you know, and and people understand the story and they can follow the journey of the character and understand and take something when they're when they're done with the movie, then that's what I'll do. You know, so that's what the plan is. That's dope. So I've never seen the movie, but I heard that you played um, a character. Um, in a movie that was based off the video game Tekken, is that true? Yeah, you know um, that that when when I got the audition and I just crushed it for martial law because that's the character I used to play for Tekken all the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is gonna be so awesome. But then at the same time, I knew that the start date was at this time, so I would still have two months for my fight camp for Frank Shamrock, and I already had started training. But then next thing I know, they kept pushing. They kept pushing. And I'm like, uh-oh, one, there's, you know, like one month left before I fight. I can't do it. So they really, like, took five days and they shot me out. And, man, I ended up getting 21 stitches from the lead actor who missed his mark on the easiest move, just a simple hook. And if I didn't roll with the punches, I would have he would just hit me in the face but since I, I i sold the punch for him i angled and then he clipped me right here and just split my my lip open 
And I went back and there was three and a half weeks, you know, left. And I, like, I remember on my, one of my interviews, I'm like, holy crap, you can see the stitches just out there, right? And then I was like, definitely Frank's gonna, he's gonna hunt for that. First round in the fight, boom. I just felt all the blood come out and I felt like the lips rolled up. I'm like, shit. Yep, I was right. I jinxed myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did see on Instagram you that you and your son were doing some training. Is he looking to get into the sport? Yep, yep, yeah. He, he wants to fight. You know, he's a little beast. You know, real good shape. He doesn't get tired. He wrestles good. I just got to work on his ground game a little bit. But you know, we'll start him out in like the stand up. You know, Sanda or whatever it is, and he 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 hits like a you know he hits like men. He's he's 16 years old and he hits harder than some of the the men I know. You know, so wow, yeah, you got good genes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you, God. You know, yes, sir. Sorry. Did you did you get a chance to catch? Um... Connor, the Conor McGregor fight when he fought um, Dustin. Yep. And, and he now those calf kicks. Did, I don't recall y'all being able to kick those back in the day, or 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 because you did a lot of kicks to the body and to the head, but th- that calf kick took him out. Yeah, you know, um, you know, you could kick to the calf back then, just no one really, you know. Um, took advantage of it you know i think a, a lot more people like i was more like if i'm gonna kick for to to the leg i'll try to you know take out um that muscle uh like the like like the quad right mm-hmm. where right where it, it attaches to the knee that's where I, I would aim but like you know i i think when people are kicking to the calf and you're not checking those kicks you're not going bone on bone then you know those those calf kicks will definitely take away your lead leg you know and and uh that that's a big game changer but you know i think it all comes down to you know proper training and you know um i i believe it you know those low low leg kicks you know was popular very popular through the tie boxing you know mm-hmm. and then uh you know uh wrestlers you know like and in in the art that i was doing we catch those low kicks really good and we get, we get takedowns off of them and that's why when i fought rich franklin i knew he was going to kick my leg but if i if i caught the kick and i took him down he won't kick my leg anymore so i just let him kick the leg and i timed it enough to to uh you know you know catch him mm-hmm. did you have the most fun in ufc or or strike force you know uh, i i I, I had bo- fun in both, you know, but it was definitely more. The UFC expects more out of you, you know. They they expect you to do all these media, especially when you're the main event, you know. <clears throat> and uh, you know, but um, that's just part of the job. And I really never paid attention. I just always like business, and you know, I try to have fun after. But you know. Uh, you know, I, th- I think UFC, they got the media machine um, down mm-hmm. to a science. But if you look at it, look at all the fighters from Strikeforce. When they bought Strikeforce, who became champions? Who were in the main events? Who That's was true. headlining shows? <laughs> Daniel Cormier, Cain Velasquez, yep. you know, Luke Rockhold, myself, um, you know, when – Gilbert Melendez came over, you know, he was, he was doing okay in the beginning, you know? Yep. And then, uh, uh, yes, you know, uh, 
as you see, there's, there's promotions with fighters that can compete because the promotion's not anything without the fighters. True. Right. So um, you can be the richest promoter in the world, but if you want to pay your fighters, the uh, you know, the, the, the lowest, the fighters are going to get tired. And again, just like society, a lot of people are asleep. Yes. Some of the fighters, they just, they're tunnel vision. So in a way they're kind of like asleep, but they don't see what's happening. Why are boxers getting paid a hundred times more than you? And they will all know that when I, when me and all the guys and all the lawyers from Rob Macy to our head, uh, our, you know, um, Eric Kramer, who's the main guy who's, you know, he, he's the lead lawyer. And, uh, when we win this case, um, all the fighters will get their fair share. We'll be able to negotiate better. They they will know their fair market value, and it, and it comes down to it's not it's not about the promotion. Of course, promoting the fight is very important. But if you don't have fighters to promote, what are you going to do? If you don't have exciting fighters to put and take the risk, what do you have? Nothing. Right. No one's there for you to watch. You know, the promoters sit around and talk shit you know so <laughs> that's true last question is there a fight that never happened that you you know uh wish did happen well you know there at one point there's a little bit of talk of me and anderson silva you know that would have been like a like an amazing fight you know i think uh styles make fights you know and mm -hmm. uh you know i, I think that would have been just a, a really good strategic fight you know you know and um you know, and fighting like a legend like him would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been that would have been dope <laughs> to see that for sure. Yeah. Well, Conley, I I, I want to thank you. You know what I mean for coming on, giving me you know a little bit of your time. Um, you have anything that you want to promote that's going on? That way we can look out for. It? Um, you know, for me, I just uh, God bless everyone. Um, stay safe. Um, the world's not getting any safer. So you are your first responder. As you know, there's a little, you know, tension between the Asians and the, you know, the, the Blacks. And um, hopefully we can, uh, you know, figure this out because I think for me, I've been saying it all along, I think this is something that, uh, you know, is being taught or pushed in, in an agenda. And, uh, you know, if we stayed united, not just the Asians, not just the Blacks, but everyone, we are much stronger and we would go a lot further than being divided. Yes, sir. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, um, like, like for me, you know, it doesn't matter who breaks into my house. They're white, Asian, they're, they're all going to get the same treatment. That's right. You know, and, and for everyone out there, be sure to turn on your situational awareness you know, at the highest level. And if you see something happen, don't, don't turn a blind eye because when you turn a blind eye and the criminals are getting away with it and watch what your kids are doing. I check my kids' phones all the time. And I'm like, Hey, uh, what's going on here? Like, why are these girls? Do you, who, <laughs> who are these girls? Oh, they're my friends. Have you ever met them? No, I met them on, you know, social media. Well, that's not, <laughs> you know, that's not cool with 
certain right. things I'm seeing here, right? So I, I have to watch out. But like, that's a small thing. Now, if he's, if I see a video of him beating some, and being a bully, uh, trust me, cops might as well arrest me for for, for child abuse. But it's well, it's not child abuse. It's here. Here's here's one last thing. Why is society here trying to demasculate? What's the word? Demasculate. Demasculate. The male? Yeah. Demasculate. What the? Yeah. yeah. That's some bullshit. Yeah. You know, and with what's going on right now, we are in not only as a battle with like our rights, but mm-hmm. we are in a spiritual battle. That's right. And there is a dark side to that that is part of the agenda. Please do your research, dig down that rabbit's hole and see what's going on. It's, it's, it's out there. And if you get a chance, whether you believe in, in God and his son, Jesus Christ, if you opened up revelations, read through revelations that was written over 2000 years ago. And it's happening now. You just got to figure it out mm-hmm. and he, we know his words know what he's trying to tell us because it's not it's happening so that's you know all glory goes to god and and may mankind stay united or we will fall yes sir mic drop right there ain't nothing else left for me to say so you know what i mean this is happy hour with lito kong lee man this really means a lot to me you know what i mean that you did this for me um so everybody stay safe like he said peace out all right. You're, you know who it is, man, the Kid Cortez. Make sure you tap in with that Resolutions album. And at the same time, make sure you lock in with my guy, Happy Hour with Lito. The illest podcast out right now, you heard? Up next, right here on Happy Hour with Lito podcast, my guy, Remore, with this side.
you thought I was too far gone You couldn't tell me how to feel Then you came And gave your life, you wasn't killed But the grave couldn't hold you And by your stripes we are healed It's so much better on this side 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 Yeah.